Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. Jose! Hi, how are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing good, too. Thank you. Are you in the studio right now? Can you please give me some more details on all these internet rumors about what's going on with Incubus? Uh, well, I'm on my couch in my living room in my home. So, no, I'm not currently in the studio. But the band, in general, is in the studio writing music and performing lots of old songs and, you know, getting ready to do our thing. I know. (laughs) This whole walk down memory lane thing is very cool, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Make Yourself, and you're bringing the tour to Boston in October. Yes. Is it true that the one and only time Incubus played without Brandon Boyd on stage is the time you played for WAF with with fans coming up to sing because he got sick. Do we still have that record with the band? I don't remember that. What? But maybe. (laughs) (laughs) He got laryngitis before Uh, a gig you guys were playing, and so you guys pulled fans up, and they sang for Brandon. I mean, I vaguely remember that, but I don't clearly remember that. I I know... I know uh, we did that with System of a Down on tour with them probably around the same period of time where Surge didn't show up for a show, so they ended up pulling kids up, you know, to sing the songs as well. So I have vague memories of, like, those things happening, but, you know, my brain doesn't work as well as it used to, so uh, I can't I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like a great... It sounds like a great story. Oh, it was a great story. It was a good time for sure. (laughs) If you're going to be in a band this long, then you're going to have to start writing these things down because you guys have been a band forever now. Well, we have people to write stuff down for us. See, you just reminded me. And so it's slowly, vaguely coming back. (laughs) I love that you guys are doing this tour and that you're playing at the Wang because it's such a beautiful old theater here in Boston. Yeah, I don't think we've ever been there before. I don't think you guys have played there either. You've pretty much played every other venue, including the WAF studio, but you've never played the Wang. It's very high class. Well, we're a very high class type of man, so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing some cyber stalking on your Instagram. What was it like to sit down and jam with Stuart Copeland from the police? Um, That's like, you know, a a dream come true for for us as a band. But for me personally, drummer to drummer, you know, I've been listening to him since I was a kid. And I've, you know, tried to mimic all of his licks for many years, which I'm sure you can hear on every single song we've ever recorded. So it was it was just so cool and I was just you know elated the entire time from rehearsals to the show and like for you know months after that and um it was it was an incredible time and that I the K-Rock Acoustic Christmas we've been doing for a lot of years and that one was really special um 
and just that show in itself was just, you know, uh, definitely a highlight in the 27 or 28 years that we've been a band from, from me personally. Is he one of the drummers that made you want to pick up drumsticks in the first place? Um, definitely. I mean, I mean, his, I mean, I started listening to the police even before I started playing drums. And before I started playing drums, drums always stood out to me in anything that I listened to. So his stuff was always, you know, just in my, you know, in my conscious. So when I started playing drums, like I I would do all these little like hi-hat licks and all the things that I kind of witnessed him do or heard him do on his records without really even acknowledging it or or like consciously saying this is Stuart Copeland stuff. And then over the, over time, you know, I've, I've directly related it to, okay, yeah, I'm biting Stuart Copeland for sure. And I'm going to continue doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what other drummers really inspired you back in the early days? Um, you know, it was a really good, incredible time for rock music in the early nineties. So a lot of the alternative bands that were coming out, Tim Alexander from Primus was another one of those bands who also was inspired by Stuart Copeland. Um, uh, there was a guy named George Hurley who played in this punk band called Fire Hose that was from San Pedro. Um, 311 was another band that we listened to a lot, and Chad Sexton's the drummer who who did a lot of like marching band stuff in conjunction with his band and made it work really great seamlessly so um and then you know uh danny carey from Tool, all, all the bands from that time you know and then but earlier than that when i before i started playing drums you know i listened to like carlos santana i listened to fish i listened to um prince i listened to led zeppelin i mean there was always music around my family and you know i was happened to be listening to incredible bands with incredible drummers you look back at the era in the, the, you know, mid to late 90s, and, you know, that's when I started on the air here at WAF, and, you know, I remember when Incubus came out, and I remember you guys being that hot new band, and, you know, it, it's crazy for me celebrating big anniversaries on the air, and so I totally understand, you know, the nostalgia that you guys are feeling commemorating some of these big anniversaries as a band now. Sure. I mean, it, you know, it definitely makes it makes sense for us. I mean, especially this record was the first record we had actual singles that got played. And we had a number one with this record, with Thrive. And so, you know, it allowed us to continue to play and play bigger places. And, you know, playing songs off this record, not only for people who come out to see us, but also for ourselves. You know, it's, it was such an incredible time for us making music and having success with stuff that we were creating and, you know, almost all of our records have a bit of that. So we got just an incredible array of music over so many records. And this one is, it's a big moment. It's 20 years uh, of a, a record we put our hearts and souls into and people are still listening to, and we still, you know, enjoy playing those songs. So it, it's definitely, it's definitely important for us to do that. What are some of the things that you look back over those last 20 years and you go, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened, good or bad? I mean, tons, tons of stuff. You know, it's, it's <laughs> we've pretty much we've pretty much been touring that entire time. You know, I, I, obviously the last, you know, 
five, six, seven years, it hasn't been as relentless as it did, you know, in the late 90s and early 2000s. But um, just all, you know, all the tours that we were on, you know, just we did a lot of like, I remember doing Ozfest in 99 and all the the craziness with all the crazy bands we were on tour with, you know. uh, That was such a good year for Ozfest. Oh, it was so much fun. It was, it was so, we did it, we did it in uh, 98 and I think it was actually 2000 was the second time we did it. So it was right, right around that time. And I don't know, there's, there's just too many stories, too many like crazy moments, you know, up and down. And, you know, it was, it was just so much fun. You know, I, I look, I look back on all that time and, and, you know, I'm so, I'm so grateful, you know, I'm grateful we came out of it. But I'm grateful that it was just such a cool experience for us to just sort of grow, you know, learn, just evolve as people, as a band. It was all in all, it was it was an incredible time. Aren't you glad that there was no social media and camera phones back then? Oh, my God. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. You guys are also, you know, I always ask bands about their Spinal Tap moment. The movie holds up because it's true. Is Brandon's bizarre gardening accident the most Spinal Tap thing that's ever happened to Incubus? Probably. I mean, that was that was just totally insane. I mean, he totally severed his Achilles tendon, you know, and, <laughs> I, you know, for him, I mean, for us, you know, we we were lucky because he could still actually perform and he did perform with like a boot on and with an injury for a long time. Yeah. And Dave Grohl gets all the credit for playing with the throne and the broken leg. But Brandon Boyd was the OG of that. Totally. Totally. I mean, he, you know, he rocked that boot like no other. So <laughs> um, it, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but you know, it's like the show must go on and the show did. And, you know, we came out of it luckily. Well, I'm so excited that, you know, through everything, through, you know, some of the time off you guys had taken, which I know allowed you to focus on, you know, a lot of the artwork that you do in your copious amounts of free time. Sure, sure. But that, free time. <laughs> but that you guys have, you know, come back, you're working on new music, you're going back out on the road, that you're going to be in Boston in October. You know, you guys have just always been so great to WAF and so supportive and so generous with your time that it's just great to see so many awesome things happening with you guys. Well, well, we're so appreciative. You guys have been so supportive. Boston's always, from the very beginning, been one of our best markets. And, you know, we have so much great memory, you know, just coming and playing Boston. We always look for that was one of the highlights of any tour we did, even going, you know, back to van and trailer days. And, you know, we're so thankful and grateful for all the support that you guys have given us. So thank you as well. Well, we can't wait to get the new music and we'll definitely see you at the Wang in October. Okay, awesome. See you there. Jose, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you, too. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.